Warning. The Christian Patriot Report is a no-holds-barred, unapologetic show that will easily trigger those that get offended by the truth. Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised. Welcome, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. I'm your host, Don Gardner. And on today's show, we're going to be taking a look at Halloween and answering the question, should Christians celebrate Halloween? We're also going to be talking about what exactly does the Bible have to say about witchcraft and evil, doing evil. We're going to take a look at that. We're also going to be taking a look at the polls that Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden in the presidential election, and we're going to be taking a look at what exactly happened in the second Republican debate. All that and more right here on the Christian Patriot Report. You don't want to miss this. Welcome, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. I'm your host, Don Gardner. And guess what month it is? It's October. And we all know what happens in October. It's Halloween. So, that starts the debate. Do you celebrate Halloween as a Christian? And I honestly, being on my Facebook... I got friends that celebrate Halloween, got no problem with that, and I got those that don't. So what exactly should a Christian do during Halloween, during October? What do you do? Look, personally for me, I don't celebrate Halloween, and I know that's going to put me as a weirdo, right? I'm a little weird. I'm a little crazy. You're a, well, whatever the words are going to, whatever title you're going to come up with, right? Whatever you're going to pick on me about, whatever it is, whatever. Whatever it is, hey, write it in the comments below. But a couple years ago, God put a personal conviction on me about Halloween because I used to celebrate Halloween Year after year after year. I personally didn't see a problem in it. But when God put a personal conviction on me about Halloween, and I reanalyzed Halloween and the origins of Halloween, I came to the conclusion that I was no longer going to celebrate Halloween that I was no longer going to participate in any holiday that had anything to do with Halloween. Because the origins of Halloween, when you actually take a look at it, and you can go ahead and check out the article that will be posted 
in the description of this episode. It is from the History Channel, and you can read it. Because the origins of Halloween come from San Wen, another pagan holiday. And that is what the History Channel calls this. It's a pagan holiday. Halloween is technically a pagan holiday. So, what exactly should a, should a Christian do? Well, here's what Pastor Vlad Shubchik had to say about Halloween. Check this out. Well, Halloween, the origin of Halloween, we know is evil. But some people will argue, well, Christian uh, Christmas and Easter, the origin is bad. But in reality, why we don't celebrate Halloween is because not of just the origins, but because of what it promotes. It promotes darkness, it promotes fear, and it promotes death. As Christians, we're the light of the world. We are also people of faith, and we're people that promote life. And so I don't know how anybody like in the right mind can celebrate something that brings death, darkness, and fear. Uh, you know, we're already fighting devils and demons on every uh, corner. And uh, the founder of Satanism, he actually said, I'm so glad that Christians allow their kids to celebrate the devil one day of the year. And so uh, if for Satanists and people who do Wiccan, Voodoo, you know, this is a very huge holiday, kind of like Christmas for us. I think it's not wise for Christians to um, celebrate that and to, to go all out. And he's not the only Christian who thinks this. Let's take a look at what John Ramirez, who is a former Satanist and devil worshiper, he did it for 25 years of his life. What did he have to say about Halloween? Listen to what John Ramirez says. Check this out. Knowing what you came from and what you used to do, you're pretty um, discouraged that you see Christians celebrating Halloween. Why? I, 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 I don't know how you can cheat on God. I don't know how you can cheat on the Lord Jesus Christ because I don't see Satan as coming on Good Friday and coming hanging out with us, right? You know, I come out in Halloween and had a demonic wedding. Why would you put your kids, your family, what would you put your purpose, your destiny? What would you put your whole eternity in a demonic altar? But people say it's just fun, candy, kids are having costumes on. Well, what you but said it's much more. It, 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 the candy, you know, I, 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 shared, I, I never shared this before, but this candy, people from different walks of life pray over these candies. Witchcraft, they pray over the candies. You knock on people's door, you don't know the person that you knock on door, she's a witch. Okay, you don't know she's a witch, she's doing Wicca, she's practicing New Age, and you knock on her door and you come in, you come in, in, in legal rights of this witch or this wall, or this person's practicing this stuff, giving you this kind of candy. Mm -hmm. Now you're taking that stuff home, you put that stuff into your body. Mm -hmm. Amen? And on top of that, in, 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 in top of that, I'm Tom LeVayne said, out of his mouth, you know, he, he, used to, he, he was the ruler of the Church of Satan, mm -hmm. right? Out of his mouth, he said, I want to thank every Christian parent for allowing their child to celebrate Halloween one time a year. John Ramirez is really banging the pots and pans about this because, look, he was a devil worshiper for 25 years of his, of his life. He participated in witchcraft. He knows what Halloween means to Satanists and to Wicca. So that's the reason... He takes the stance that he does. Now, here's something else. Here's another thing that John Ramirez had to say about Halloween. Listen to what he has to say. And ask yourself, is he right or is he wrong? 
Check this out. Said people celebrate Halloween, right? I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the little mermaid, the marine spirit. That's what you're gonna be a water spirit. You're gonna change your identity for one night. Open doors and gateways and portals. Now the devil owns legal rights because you open the door because you want to dress a little Ariel. I dress like the crab guy. Yeah, marine spirit too. And we dress like these things and we, we, we become these things and we become part of an identity that is dead. But you don't hear, then you don't hear Satanists. Oh, I can't wait for Good Friday to go to church. Oh, you can't, you don't even say and say, I can't wait. I'm going to take off my black clothes. I'm going to iron it. I'm going to do my nails in black. You know, I can't wait to go over there and sing hallelujah. Because they fear the devil more than we fear God. See, the pastor, we were talking in the car. He said something to me that brought revelation. And I'm going to bring it to you. I didn't say it in the last services. See, the devil has power. But he doesn't have the right power against the right believer. See, the devil has power, but not power or right the right believer. Now, if you're a Mickey Mouse believer and you're, you're one of these wannabe Christians, or you're a Christian, you're a chicken coop Christian, always pecking and gossiping. then the devil got legal rights over you. And he's not the only Christian. There are countless other videos. Listen to John MacArthur and his opinion on Halloween. Take a look at this. Do you think Christians should uh, celebrate Halloween? No, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> what, is it, what is it about? It's just a bunch of feels more demonic every, every year and, uh, and, and you know, they, they start pumping out all these books and all these movies and all these television programs that are just satanic fantasies of horror and just awful. No. Look, ultimately it's going to come down to personal convictions because I can hear both sides of the argument. I can hear those of you that are Christians, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who are like, well, I don't want to rob my children of a good time. And nothing bad happened to me during Halloween. Really? All you have to do, those of you that have streaming services, take a look at like Netflix, Amazon, Take a look at what happens to their streaming services during this time. They are bombarded with horror movies. And there are images that, honestly, as a parent, I don't want my kids to see this. The images of horror movies. It's your job as a parent to protect your children. And it's your job as a Christian parent to protect them from Satan and from evil and with this with this stuff going on during Halloween I love the arguments that some of you say that Halloween isn't evil it is 
take a look at this last video. And all this person does is a video about the Halloween decorations that are at Home Depot. And ask yourself, do you really want these type of decorations on your house? Look how evil looking these decorations are. And open up your eyes to the truth. Check this out. Listen, I just got a question. This is not for anybody but Christians. So a holiday that purposely celebrates death, evil, destruction, fear, horror, perversion, witchcraft, a holiday that celebrates all of that. And you want to have the nerve to say, why is it a big deal? So this is the image that you want in your child's mind when they go to sleep at night. That's the image. I'm just, I'm just asking questions, that's all. Just trying to figure it out. Because to me, me pushing this on my child is sick. It's literally sick. I don't know how you can see that video and not see the evil that is in that video. Those decorations are demonic looking. They are scary. Do you really want those decorations on your property? My brothers and sisters in Christ, honestly, do you not see the evilness of those decorations? The demonicness of those decorations? I mean, I know that it ultimately it boils down to personal convictions. And the only thing I can do is your fellow brothers, your fellow brother in Christ is pray that God puts the same conviction on you that he put on me. It ultimately is going to boil down to convictions. But I can't see how you cannot look at this holiday and not see evil. It's not wise for a Christian to participate in this type of activity. It is not safe for a Christian to celebrate Halloween in any aspect. You should be very wary about this holiday because in celebrating this holiday it opens you up to demonic attacks and that's exactly what the enemy wants that's what Satan wants and you are falling right into his plan so I guess the ultimately the question is going to be and you can write it in the comments below whether you are listening to this show or watching this show Will you, as a Christian, celebrate Halloween? Write in the comments below. And with that, we'll be right back after this. The Bible isn't the story of what happened. 
It's the story of what always happens. Society is attempting to redefine right and wrong. God's people are being faced with a decision. Do I bow in fear or stand for truth? It might look like it's dark. It might look like it's impossible. But I say I serve a God who deals in the impossible. Nothing is too hard for him. At his words, demons tremble. The pastors already think I'm crazy, so I don't have anything to prove to anyone anymore. The doctors told you you'd always be on medication. The surgeons told you there's no procedure. You need a physical healing in your body, but I want to give you the healer, not just the healing. This is about the gospel. The reality of God should change everything about our life and the world around us. There were moments where I would cry, and I'd say, Lord, what am I doing wrong? The power went off, and about seven people ran forward with knives. When I was making all these TikTok videos, no one had any idea that I almost lost my life. I thought this is legit. Is it legit? What are we going to even do? nation and the nations are in revival right now and what we do is really important we can like quench this thing out really quickly i'm putting on the boxing gloves and i'm going out and going to war against every unclean spirit devil you might have power but i've been given all power you are empowered by Jesus Christ. We've worked with close to 5,000 churches. Pastor Mike, you are the fastest growing church in America. God is literally doing something here that we have never seen happen before. God preserves a remnant to bring a revival. We need the glory of the King. I will pay whatever cost I have to pay because I will not give that which cost me nothing. Dungar from the Christian Page Report. We're going to see what Justice League character are we? The Flash. Not bad. Not bad. I'll take it. But make sure you listen to the Christian Page Report at dongarner.weebly.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. And look, we're going to look at what does the Bible have to say when it comes to Halloween. Now, I know I'm not going to find a Bible verse that says thou shalt not celebrate Halloween. But the Bible does say quite a bit about Christians participating in evil activity. And the Bible does warn 
a Christian not to participate in things that are, as the Bible says, is an abomination to God. But you know what? Don't take my word for it. Let's take a look at these verses and see exactly what do these verses say. Check this out. So let's take a look at what the Bible has to say about practicing witchcraft and that behavior. The Bible is very clear and warns God's people not to participate. So let's take a look at Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. It says, do not turn to spirits through mediums or necromancers. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God. Now, to explain what are mediums, those are fortune tellers, people that participate and practice witchcraft. Necromancers are those that speak to the dead. Now, let's continue. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 6. The person who turns to spirits through mediums and necromancers in order to whore after them, also to worship them, I will even set my face against that person. I will cut him off from among his people. That's God's warning. He's being very clear. Because here's another thing, another verse, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 21. A man and woman who speaks to spirits as a medium or necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them. Their blood guilt shall be upon them. And, and the, the them they're talking about is just mediums and necromancers. And there's a reason that God wants you, God's people back in biblical times, there's a reason God wanted them to be put to death because in Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 9 through 14 it says when you enter into the land which the Lord your God gives you you must not learn to practice the abominations of those nations there must not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire basically sacrificing them to gods, or who uses divinations, or uses witchcraft, or an interpreter of omens, or a sorcerer, or one who casts spells, or a spiritualist, or an occultist, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God will drive them out from before you. You must be blameless, blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you shall possess listened to the soothsayers and to diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. That's God's warning. And as it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21, now the works of the flesh are revealed. Which are, which are these? And it goes through a list of them. Adultery, sexual immorality, impurity, 
lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, which is that is what witchcraft is. It's sorcery. There's a whole list of these uh, of of what the Bible's warning you not to participate in. Because it says at the end of this verse, I warn you, as I previously warned you, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That is God's warning. Ultimately, it boils down to, are you going to follow God's word as a Christian? Or are you just going to do what you want? I mean, to me, if you read the Word of God, the Bible, it's our job as Christians to, we are supposed to follow the Bible, God's Word. That's what we're supposed to do, right? So I don't understand, how could you read those verses and yet go, eh, we're just going to celebrate Halloween. Because if you read the Old Testament, you'll see what happens when God's people fail to follow his word. What happens? They suffer the consequences. They suffer God's wrath. Is that what you want for your family and for yourself? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And one of the ways that we're going to serve the Lord is by not celebrating Halloween. I don't care. Those of you watching this, so those of you listening to this, I don't care. Fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't care if you think I'm wrong. I'm doing what God says. I'm doing what the Word of God says. I'm following his warnings. Go ahead and not heed his warning. You'll find out what happens when you don't heed his warning. And I feel sorry for you. I pray that God's mercy comes upon you when he gives you over to your sin and your defiance and he allows Satan and his demons to attack your family. I pray that nothing happens. But all you got to do is read the book of Job to see what exactly happened to Job. A man that did nothing, right? Yet, God allowed him to be attacked by demons. What's going to happen to you? Here's a man, Job, that followed God's will, yet still was attacked, right? Here you are, celebrating a pagan holiday, that is Halloween, in direct defiance of God's word. You don't think you won't be attacked? Sorry, you will be. So, as for me and my house, we're not going to celebrate Halloween. We're going to do what God says and stop participating in Satan's evil agenda. And with that, we'll be right back after this.
From the age of eight to the age of 35, 25 years of devil worshiping, my father was a warlock. I was groomed to come into the satanic church to be trained with witches and warlocks. I went to hell as a devil worshiper and came back as a Christian. God gave me the gift to expose the enemy to the fullest. I mean, there was no reason for me in the devil's camp for 25 years of my life and know all the patterns and cycles and give me the wisdom and knowledge to expose the enemy to the church today so you can fight the good fight of faith. God put in my heart to do this amazing spiritual warfare eight weeks training with a workbook. The course is going to train you, it's going to equip you and teach you all the secrets of how the devil operates against the believer. You can be the arrow in God's quiver because when the fight starts, he can pull you out. He can launch you into the devil's camp to make havoc and destroy the works of darkness and set the captives free. Sign up for the Spiritual Warfare Bootcamp at johnramirez.org. Sign up today and learn how to take the fight to the devil. God's people are being faced with a decision. Do I bow in fear or stand for truth? So it might look like it's dark. It might look like it's impossible. But I say I serve a God who deals in the impossible. You need a physical healing in your body, but I want to give you the healer, not just the healing. This is about the gospel. Don Garner from the Christian Patriot Report. We're going to see what country we're going to move to if Biden wins re-election in 2024. Canada. No, I think I'm going to stay in America after this one. But you can listen to the Christian Patriot Report at dongarner.weebly.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Christian Patriot Report. And did you know that Donald Trump is actually surging in some of these polls? That in many of these polls, he's actually leading Joe Biden for the presidency. I mean, yeah, I don't. That, that, that's insane, right? Crazy. I know. Not only. Can I not believe it? But you know what? Some of the Democrats can't even believe it. But with these polls coming out showing that if the election was today, Joe Biden would lose the presidency, there are now these attack ads going out. Have you seen these? I mean, I don't I'm I haven't been on YouTube that much in these recent past couple weeks but anytime that I do go on YouTube and I try to watch a video there are these ads ads like this telling me don't vote for Donald Trump because if you vote for Trump Biden wins have you seen these check them out uh, the political arm of the network backed by billionaire Charles Koch is releasing a slate of digital ads in key states aimed at Donald Trump. The 15-second ads by the Americans for Prosperity Action Super PAC argue that if Trump becomes 
the Republican nominee next year, Biden will ultimately be reelected. Take a look. Trump says this time he'll beat Biden. But 60% of voters don't want Trump to be president. The only way Biden wins is if we nominate Trump again. The American people are ready to move on. What's Biden's secret weapon? Donald Trump is the GOP nominee. Then Biden wins the White House and gets the House and Senate, too. It's easy to see why Democrats want Trump. It's Biden's ticket to re-election. I'm not kidding when I say every single time I'm on YouTube watching a video, those are the ads I see. And it makes me laugh that, that that's what this company is pushing. I mean, honestly, do you expect me to believe that Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump if there is not any crazy election fraud or, you know, ballot harvesting or anything like that? If people actually take a look at the state of the economy and really vote their conscience, really, Donald Trump should win. Because Biden has done such a terrible job these past four years. But with that, that forces the, the Biden administration to have to come up with answers for why is his approval rating so bad. Check this out. Check this video out and listen to what the great spokesman of the Biden administration has to say about why his approval rating is so low. Strike could have potentially huge impacts for the economy. According to NBC News polling, 37% of registered voters, just 37% approve of the president's handling of the economy. He's at a 56% disapproval, the highest of his presidency. And 74% of registered voters say they have major or moderate concerns about the president's age and mental fitness. How troubling is that? Here's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on exactly what you just asked me, right? The first question, which is how do we, uh, how do we continue to support um, uh, the workers, right? We're not going to get into the litigation of, uh, of the negotiations here, but what we're going to do is continue to show uh, how much this president is working for American families. You just heard from Secretary here who laid out what it means if there's a shutdown and why it is so important for uh, Republicans to keep to their deal. That's what we're going to focus on. You see, the Bidenomics, I, I get it. I get that Americans right now, they've been through a lot, right? They've been through uh, the pandemic, this global pandemic that we're coming out of. They have been through what we've seen because of, uh, of Russia's war in Ukraine, and we saw inflation spike. We saw, uh, we saw what's going on with what Americans are feeling every day. This is why. This is why this president has been so zeroed in, so laser-focused on lowering costs for Americans. And we've done that. And a lot of the, a lot of the policies that the president has put forward are indeed popular. I mean, Bidenomics is, has worked so well that you have Republicans in their own districts, in their own states, taking credit for things that the president pushed forward, policies that the president has pushed forward, legislation that they didn't even vote for, if you think about the American Rescue Plan, the Inflation Reduction Act. So I get, I get, the, I get the polling that you're laying out. I get that, but we, we, can't, we can't be focused on that. We also have to be focused on really speaking directly to the American people. The next three days, you're going to see the president go to three states to do just that. 
Can you just see how they're struggling to come up with the answers for why things are as bad as they are? And you know what? Maybe we're starting to see the truth of what's going on. Maybe these polls, which should you really take a lot of or stock into these polls? You probably shouldn't, but because it's way too early for these polls to be right. But if there's even a slim chance that they are, this is really bad for the Biden administration. Because now, as this shows, Trump is up by 10 points. Check this out. Clearly, the former president is clearly well ahead of all of those running against him at this point. And he was just talking about this very strong poll uh, that he got over the weekend, up by 10 points over the current president, Joe Biden. So that's a sizable poll. That's a hypothetical head-to-head national matchup. So I don't know about you, but I think Joe Biden needs to retire. I mean, I, I, I can understand why the Democrats are are, are are struggling. This is their candidate. And I know they're, they're, they're stumbling. They're trying to figure out, should we replace them? Should we keep them? What should we do? Because honestly, things are getting really bad for the Biden administration. Because as more corruption news is coming out, it's not looking good for Joe. No, sorry, Mr. President. It's not looking good for you. But with Donald Trump now showing in the polls, as you know, the second Republican debate happened, and he chose not to go to it. You know, he's leading in the polls there, too, that he'll be the clear candidate. So he decided not to show up in this second debate. And Chris Christie, the former governor in New Jersey, well, he decided to try to be Donald Trumpish and come up with a nickname for Donald Trump. Let's see if it, this new nickname is going to stick. Donald Trump is not impressed with the new nickname bestowed on him at last night's Republican primary debate by Chris Christie. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. I wanna- okay, Christie Cream. Nice nickname. Not. Oh, my goodness. Did you actually see that video? I mean, for those of you watching the show, you can actually see that as soon as Chris Christie said the new nickname for Donald Trump, he had that look on his face like, yeah, I just came up with something good, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody reacted to it. Nobody laughed. Nobody thought, hey, yeah, we're going to start calling Donald Trump, Donald Duck, yeah, that was pretty clever. No, that was really stupid. But he's not the only politician at the at the debate that took a shot at Donald Trump. I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis, America's favorite governor, he took a shot at Trump and said, Trump should be here. He's MIA. That's not good. But this is what... Governor DeSantis said about Donald Trump at the debate. 
They Governor DeSantis, you haven't spoken, please. The people in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border to be wide open. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you to defend his record where they added 7.8 trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have now. I can tell you this, as governor of Florida, we cut taxes, we ran surpluses, we've paid down over 25% of our state debt, and I vetoed wasteful spending when it came to my desk. And as your president, when they send me a bloating spending bill that's gonna cause your prices to go up, I'm gonna take out this veto pen and I'm gonna send it right back to them. I can understand Governor DeSantis' frustration with Trump sitting out. Because I wish Donald Trump would show up to these debates and actually debate on the issues. Because, honestly, I remember Donald Trump's presidency. There's a lot that you could poke holes at. You could bring up a lot of issues on Donald Trump. And I do think... Donald Trump needs to answer for some of the things he did in his first term as president. But I can understand why he doesn't show up. If he's leading this much in the polls, he has no incentive to show up to these debates. And honestly, the second debate was really bad. Fox News, you did a terrible job with this debate. And if if this is what Fox News can do in a debate. No wonder no one's watching it. But Ron DeSantis did have some very good moments in this second debate. And honestly, he did show himself to be presidential and really showed himself that if Donald Trump wasn't in the run in this in this running for president for the Republican nomination, Ron DeSantis would be the front runner. But here are some moments that, honestly, I thought Ron DeSantis really showed himself well in this second debate and handling some of the issues and also handling the moderators that were in this debate. Fox News was terrible, but check out this supercut of some of his best answers in this debate. Well, the crime in these cities is is one of the strongest signs of the decaying of America. We can't be successful as a country if people aren't even safe uh, to live in places like Los Angeles and San Francisco. Just being in Southern California over the last couple days, my wife and I have met three people who have been mugged on the street. And that would have never happened 10 or 20 years ago. In Florida, we back the blue. We support the men and women of law enforcement. They are keeping us safe. We have a 50-year low in the crime rate. And yes, when I had two progressive prosecutors that weren't following the law in Florida, I removed them from their post, and the people of Florida are safer as a result of it. As president, I will use the Justice Department to bring civil rights cases against all of those left-wing Soros-funded prosecutors. We're not going to let them get away with it anymore. We want to reverse this country's decline. We need to choose law and order over rioting and disorder. 
Are you comfortable with China deepening ties with our southern neighbors? Of course not. And the reason why we're in this mess is because elites in D.C. for far too long have chosen surrender over strength when it comes to the CCP. Some people in our country got rich, our industrial base got hollowed out, and they have been able to build the second most powerful military in the entire world. We need a totally new approach to China. We are going to have real hard power in the Indo-Pacific, like Reagan, to deter their ambitions. We're going to have economic independence from China, where we're decoupling our economy, and we are going to go after the cultural power they have in this country. As governor of Florida, I ban the CCP from buying land in our state. We should do that all across these United States. We shouldn't have them in our universities. We shouldn't have Confucius Institutes. Santis, I have a question for you. Florida's new black history curriculum says, quote, slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. You have said Slaves develop skills in spite of slavery, not because of it. But many are still hurt. For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. What is your message to them? So first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, we are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars, so we need to stop playing these games. Here's the deal. Our country's education system is in decline because it's focused on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation in education by U.S. News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. This is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice. We enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about parents' bill of rights. We enacted the parents' bill of rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics and the Constitution in our schools in a really big way, just like President Reagan asked for in his farewell address back in 1989. Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with parents, and our kids are benefiting. Let me finish All the first. These guys have said Here's the fact. And I appreciate a lot of the things they're saying. Nikki I'm Haley. the only one up here who's gotten in the big fights and has delivered big victories for the people of Florida. And that's what it's all about. You can always talk, but when, when it gets hot in there, when they're shooting arrows at you, are you going to be stand up for parents' rights, keep the state free? Are you going to be able to do all those things? And in the state of Florida, because of our success, the Democratic Party lies in ruins. We have won the big fights. We have turned our state into a Republican state. People respond to leadership. I've done it while others have talked How about, about it. For those of us that took the time to listen to the second debate, you'd have to come to the conclusion that Ron DeSantis did win this debate. He did a phenomenal job and really shows himself to be the front runner in this primary if there wasn't Donald Trump running. So... I'm honestly not look, not really not looking forward to the third debate because if it's anything like this, I I don't see how any of them, even Governor DeSantis, I don't see how he's going to catch Donald Trump in 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 this polling, unless somehow in the first couple primaries Trump doesn't win these primaries. That's the only time that I could see. His advisors telling Trump, you might want to show up to the next debate. 
But if the polling show that Trump is continuing to lead by insane amount, I don't see why he ever would show up to the debates. And I can understand why Trump doesn't. And I can hear the frustration because, honestly, after this second debate, for those of you that are candidates running for president of the United States for the Republican nomination, and you didn't make not just the first debate, but you didn't make the second debate, you should drop out. And out of the people that did make the debate, there's only two people that really are serious candidates. And they continue to be Governor DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. Everybody else should just drop out. So this really should be a three-candidate race. Donald Trump, Governor DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. That's it. And everybody else, go home. It's over for you guys. And that's what the second debate showed. So I don't know about you. I'm not looking forward to the third debate. I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Trump doesn't show up to the third debate. And the only time I can see him showing up is if the polling changes. But if the polling stays the same, you're not going to see Trump at any of these debates. And I don't blame him for not showing up. So, but it's kind of hard to really say anything about this debate and try to put a positive spin on it because I can't. It is what it is. And we may have Donald Trump as our candidate. And you know what? I'm okay with it. It's not the candidate that I think is the strongest candidate that we have as far as policies. And I do think, honestly, if, if, if Trump is the candidate, I can see people not voting for him. And, and, and the only way that I can see those people that don't like Donald Trump, the only way I can see them voting for Donald Trump is if things continue to get worse. So you know what? President Joe Biden, continue screwing up the country. And I hope things get worse because that's the only way some of these people that, that you know, that I know, that don't like Donald Trump, the only way they're going to pull that switch for Trump is if things get worse. And that's unfortunate because I wish things didn't have to get worse in order for those of you that voted for Joe Biden to vote for Donald Trump. You know, it's sad that we live during we live in an era of time where things have to get so terrible for you to vote the right way. And with that, we'll be right back after this. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet. And the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. 
we showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. I'm giving you some time to determine if you really want to come into the kingdom or if you just want to be a Christian by title. Real revival has to be both the awakening of the church and it has to be the salvation of the lost. Revival is when the world is impacted by the knowledge of the glory of God. Revival is you saying, I'm going all in for God. I'm tired of being lukewarm. Is the revival we're talking about about to happen? God preserves a remnant to bring a revival. We are not to play with sin. We are to abandon it and walk the other direction. That is called repentance. I just love that it's no longer like, oh, those are the charismaniacs, those are the theologians, those are the deliverance people, like it's all coming together. We prayed a simple prayer over this girl. I mean, she gets out of the wheelchair and she gets healed. A revival comes to revive that which was alive before and get it back to its former state. How many lives would we have lost if we just did religion as usual? I do see a holy remnant rising. In America, we've witnessed a lot and put up with enough. We've been forced into silence. <laughs> into compliance. Told that we must trust the science. Indoor and outdoor venues should be closed. We've been told that we must deny truth, back down, and look the other way. Enough is enough. When you come after our kids, we fight back. Because there's nothing we won't do to protect our children. They're not yours. These are our kids. Our nation's children are all our children. We will not allow you to exploit their innocence to advance your agenda. We are no longer silent. We are united. And we have finally found our fighter. We're not going to let you impose an agenda on our kids. We're going to stand up for our kids. We'll do for America what he did for us in Florida. Schools open. Parents' rights defended. School choice universal. Critical race theory prohibited. DEI stopped. Child mutilation illegal. Girls sports saved. Communities protected. Our economy growing. And freedom guaranteed. But winning the fight in Florida is just the beginning. We must protect parents' rights and the innocence of our children. We must restore sanity in our society. We need every mama and every grandmama in every corner of the country to stand up and fight back 
by electing Ron DeSantis, President of the United States of America. Join us by texting MAMAS to 512345. Don Garner from the Christian Patriot Report. We're going to see what U.S. President are we? Donald Trump. Not a bad choice, but you know what? We would have handled COVID a heck of a lot better than he did. But make sure you listen to the Christian Patriot Report at dongardner.weebly.com. And that's our show for today, and I want to thank those of you that take the time to listen to the show, listening to wherever you get your podcast. Please, for those of you listening to the show, please subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're listening. And if the platform allows you to, we would appreciate it if you give us a five-star rating and give us a nice review. But for those of you watching the show, hey, make sure you subscribe and continue to write in the comments below. Spam the crap out of the comments below, whether it's on YouTube, BitChu, or even our Rumble account. Continue to spam the comments as the show is going on. And for those of you that want to follow us on social media, just go to our show's website at dongardner.weebly.com. And before we go, this is just something that I wanted to highlight. For those of you watching this show, you'll see that I'm holding... James Comey, this was, I guess, his last book that he wrote, The Higher Loyalty. James Comey, the former uh, director of the FBI. And this book, I didn't pay the, um, as you can see on the back, the $29.99 that it suggests. I didn't pay that because I found this book... At a Dollar Tree. So I paid a dollar twenty-five for James Comey, last book that he wrote, talking about the a uh, higher loyalty and truth, lies, and leadership. I'm sure I'm going to get a good laugh out of, out of this. And you know what? If you're watching the show, even listening to the show, and you want to see if your Dollar Tree has it, go check it out. Go to your local Dollar Tree and see if they have it. And if they do, buy it yourself and see what kind of lies are in this. But So with that being said, until next time, I'm Don Gardner. This has been the Christian Patriot Report. May God bless you. May God bless America. May God make America godly again. And... Make sure you guys subscribe to us, follow us on social media, and I'll see you guys later with another exciting edition of the Christian Patriot Report. Bye-bye, guys.